0: Well, if last week was syllabus week, I guess this makes this week the first tough week. Right, Steve?
1: Hey, that's how it works out usually. But this is an oddball year. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Welcome into the second episode. Although, it's it, last week we said it was the pilot episode. We're calling this the, the first episode, even though it was the pilot episode last week. I don't know. I've lost count already. Episode two of the Stuff Summer Says podcast with.
1: Did that work? Did you hear the crowd? No, I didn't. Oh, no. damn. Okay, so with Steve, never mind. That's was All right, that's all side. right. That's I all
0: right. That, that all little right.
1: trick doesn't hey. work. Never mind. Um, cool. Yeah, so welcome back. Glad to be back.
0: You good? You good? You excited for this weekend?
1: I am. we got college football. we got real college football that matters to me. Yes. Um, we've got good weather in Pennsylvania still. Um, yes, so, in Maryland as well. Yeah, so no, I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. A Saturday right. that matters.
0: Yeah, that's I, I, kind of where I'm at with it. Um, we've got a good show today. I wouldn't say great. We'll we'll let the audience decide. Um, there have been some absolutely rave reviews of episode one. Um, today we're going to talk about Penn State football. We'll get into Pat Chambers briefly. We're also going to talk about Doc Emmerich, who retired this week after 50-some years of, of announcing ice hockey at, at literally every level you can possibly think of, and then we're going to talk about Gus Johnson, and all that goes with G- Gus Johnson, and, and stick around for the old guy, young young guy part. I, I think that will be interesting this week as well. All right, Steve, let's get after it. Uh, let see. It's, it's Thursday, Wednesday, yesterday. Just sitting around after work and looking on Twitter, and Pat Chambers is no longer the Penn State basketball coach. On a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised were you? Because I was at about a 40.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was going to go 11, but way to go 40. That's great. Um, yeah. Um, out of the blue, shocked, surprised. Um, and I think they're in, I think they're in, the program's been in trouble a lot of times, but this is not a good time when budgets are are tight and they weren't paying their coach anything anyway to eventually have to get a new coach in another year. So it's going to be tough.
0: Well, and that was kind of what I wanted to talk about. We don't obviously know all of the facts so far on everything, and, you know, I don't know if we ever will know all of the facts on this investigation that happened, but this is someone, um, I believe David Eckert from the Collegian or formerly of the Collegian, I'm not quite quite sure, uh, tweeted, this is not a good time. You're less than a month away from college basketball season starting. You've got, you know, a budget crisis going on. It's, it's, you know, everybody's pretty much settled in. It's not going to be easy to find a, a college basketball coach right now, especially a hire that you need to make.
1: Yeah, and they're not going to find it now, but even next year when they get ready for next season, it's just going to be tough. Um, and it'll depend on what, if there was a non disclosure agreement, which I assume there was with this discussion of, of him being gone, or, or if not, I think the thing I'm most interested in this from a sports media perspective is. I think media members that cover Penn State basketball often care more about the success of the program than many fans do, and probably certain in in the athletic administration, certainly some in the athletic administration. So they're close to Pat, so it'll be interesting to me to see how the hints come out about what happened or didn't happen or the full-fledged his side of the story stuff that comes out and whether or not there's any residual damage to that to Penn State and the program as a result, because stuff will come out. I saw the headline, I think in the Patriot News online. And because I don't pay the paywall for them, I didn't see the whole story. But you know, it was something about his relationships, chambers, relationships, prompt um, the athletic department to bog him down in an investigation. So there's a perception there. there. And there's some reality to it that the people in the athletic department don't care about the basketball program as much as the media members do. And I think that'll be interesting in terms of what comes out in the coming weeks, if it does.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, even Ben Jones had tweeted literally on Monday. He did a sit-down interview with him, and then this happened, and he had no, ink, you know, no inkling that this was going to happen. I mean, nor, nor would he, or nor would Pat Chambers probably give that off. But still, just just a total shock. Um, but,
1: yeah, and I'm hopeful uh, to know. Like, I'm hopeful, not from the nosy part, but again from the media part. I, I'm I'm not always sure that media outlets are working for me the fan, um, right. and, and I would like to know what happened. And I believe there's folks who cover this thing who have the connections to know, but the what downside happened? is depending on if they you know, if they share what they know, will they get penalized from Penn State in some other way and not get coverage for something or credentials for something and that business piece of it that goes with it. But I hope we find out um, because I'm curious. I mean, it just, it was out of the blue and you know, he thought he was gonna be back and maybe have two good seasons back to back, which would have been nice.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on. Um, Penn State football finally back this Saturday, uh, three thirty p.m. Eastern time. Uh, they will take on the Indiana Hoosiers in Bloomington. Um, you know, thoughts on the game? What are you? Ex- I know we talked about this briefly last week, but are you excited? I mean, I'm finally excited for Penn State football.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Um, you know, Saturday mornings of home games or early, early, early days to rise. Um, this Saturday will be early because there's stuff that needs to get done before the game comes on TV. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they are. I have, no, I have no faith in what anybody's telling me about them yet, either team. I want to see it um, because there's just been no – there's no warm-up game, no whatever else, no practices really to sneak in on. Um, but, yeah, it feels like, it'll feel like college football season, I think, officially, finally, on Saturday when the guys on game day can talk about my team and it matters.
0: This is the first college football Saturday that I've been able that will, I will be able to watch a Penn State football game with my dogs. So I am very excited about that. Um, they were not excited because normally about a minute into any sporting event I watch, I start swearing and then they go upstairs and hide either in the bathroom or in the bedroom. So we'll see. I, I, I would set the over under it maybe like a minute and a half in, but we'll, we'll see depends <laughs> on how things go. Um, No, I'm excited. I am a little anxious. I am glad that this game is not at noon. I am glad it is at 3.30, because I swear there is a weird uh, jinx, curse, whatever, on uh, Memorial Stadium at at noon, anytime you have a a noon kickoff there. Um, So, we'll see. I'm excited. I really am excited now. I think this is going to be a very fun season, and hopefully a, a season we remember... For a long time, and not just because it's only Big Ten games, it's starting on October 24th and and all these other things that go with it. Um, I will say the one thing that I'm not excited about, and I I wrote this down because, and I don't know if you've ever been to Bloomington, but I won't be getting to eat Mother Bear's Pizza this weekend, and I cannot stress enough how great Mother Bear's Pizza is. It's literally the best pizza i've ever had um it's a pizza shop it's like a hole-in-the-wall pizza shop in bloomington it it was like rated like the top five pizza places in the country by like multiple like legitimate outlets not just like this guy down the street or like random banners and stuff like that so the fact that i can't get mother bear mother bear's pizza this weekend it has me very upset that is the only thing that i think i'll be missing
1: so is, is, it, gonna, is it is it deep dish is it, it, is is it like square a, cut is it what is
0: it It's it I believe it's square cut but it's it's that mix between deep dish and that 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 mix between deep dish and just like thin crust like it's got that gooey nice dough like that's what makes it like it's the best dough I've ever had on a pizza um, or with a pizza So that is really what I'll be missing this weekend uh, uh, Bloomington also is by far I've been to 13 of, of 14 Big Ten towns. It is by far the prettiest. The campus is the one of the most gorgeous campuses I've ever been on. Like, it's just everywhere is a picture, um, especially, like, this time of year, right in fall. Like, so definitely bummed it won't be going this weekend. Obviously understand why I won't be going. But, you know, if, if anybody in Indiana, in Bloomington, Indiana, is listening to this podcast can you just please have like one slice of mother bear's pizza for me this weekend? That's all I ask.
1: And if there's any independent verification from the audience, that'd be great. Although I do believe him. So there's no doubt about it. I, what's, I'm, what's the one town we haven't been, you haven't been to. I'm not curious about that. Wisconsin. Oh, so next year, Susan, Susan yes, will, so will indeed be the first road podcast for stuff. Yes. Summer says. Yes. Well, okay, so
0: this, this year, so Anna and I, I've been to Nebraska. Went the last time the, um, Jesse James, it was Jesse James. Uh, I think it was Jesse James um, it, right at the, the goal line uh, that game that was tw- that was my freshman season when I was a, a freshman and that 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 sounds great but so Anna hasn't been there yet um, and she was supposed to cross that off this year obviously that's not going to happen and so we would finish the Big Ten at the same time now she's going to have to probably wait eight years to finish the Big Ten after I'm done so needless to say that is a point of contention in the house
1: well, I got an um, update from from the airport today that my Google tracked flight to Lincoln is now five ten round trip. At one point this oh summer, gosh. it was down to like two two ten or something like that. It was ridiculously cheap at one point because I did the whole season and tracked the flights out. So, no Wisconsin on the list to open next year, so that'll be cool. Can't wait. That
0: would be fun. Um, all right, I've got a quiz. This was the highlight of last week's show, but this isn't about TikTok. It's it's about Penn State football. So sorry, disappointed listeners. I <laughs> may be
1: just as well informed. We'll see how it I, goes. Well,
0: we'll see. All right. So, we're doing this over-under style. I went over-under. I'm going to give you a a stat, a number, and just tell me over-under. Will Levis's touchdowns. Last year, he had seven combined touchdowns through the air and on the ground. I set the over-under at eight and a half. Steve, you are taking the?
1: For the whole season, under.
0: You're taking the under. You think that they will use him less this season? Eh, He's just going to score less. Okay, he's just going to score less. All right. I will take the over. I'm going to take the over. And I'm re- or I'm writing these down so that at the end of the season, we can both be like, ha you were wrong.
1: All right. Might be you saying that, not me.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Sean Clifford touchdowns total. 28 last year. I set it at 30 and a half. I think Kirk Scirocco is going to open up this offense a little bit.
1: They're playing, they're playing fewer games. Um, oh, that's I'm good point. G- that is I'm a good point. I'm going to go under. Though.
0: You're gonna go under that. I didn't think about that in my in these these numbers. I am gonna. I think I'm gonna go under and agree with you on that one because I think that.
1: Because you that forgot makes that a playing a few games.
0: Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that earlier. Well, but like like going back to the the Will Le- Levis. Levis, oh my gosh, I cannot say his name. Um, Number like that. That's not out of the question. Even that's a touchdown a game. He's just gotta score a touchdown a game, and that's not. Terribly out of the question. I'm sure they'll use him, find ways to use um, <clears> them. <throat> the other thing I wanted to say is I was on his, his, his Penn State page today. He does not have a middle name, or at least he does not have a middle name listed. And I went and checked other Penn State players, <laughs> and his name is only Will Levis. And I was like, this is kind of weird. So if anybody knows what Will Levis' middle name is, is he not even a William? He's just Will Levis? I mean, that's kind of cool. Um my thoughts. Um Jordan Stout's punting average forty three and a half. And for reference, Blake Gillikin was like forty two point seven. And I think Jordan Stout's got a bigger leg. Over. Over. Yeah,
1: I, I think I think I don't think that's an, I don't think punting is an area of concern for me. I mean, in terms of this team. I think I mean they're they're pretty solid all the way around, but I think that part of the special team should be good.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, As people that follow me on Twitter know, I am the biggest Blake Gillikin stan of all time. I was very hopeful that the Steelers would get him. Still am hopeful that the Steelers will one day get him. And and so it will be hard to not see him back there this year, but if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be Jordan Stout. All right, two more left. Number of wins, seven Mm -hmm. and a half. And that is Vegas. I went from the Vegas numbers.
1: No, they're going to win nine games. I I mean, Ohio State's the game that matters. I think, and I've said this lots of times, not on this podcast, I think James Franklin is is paid to coach, is paid to win two games. I think Bill O'Brien proved that even with all that's going on here, Penn State, anybody can coach that team and win seven games. I mean, not to be disrespectful, but Penn State should always win seven games. And if they don't, then something's really wrong. I think you get to nine every year, almost guaranteed you're paid to win the other two or so to get you in the conference championship and whatever else um this year he's paid to win one and that's to beat ohio state the second week of the season um but i'll say nine i'm not usually optimistic maybe this is this is podcast steve which is much different from paper steve and dad steve and husband steve this will be the optimistic steve on the podcast
0: are you ready uh, i'm gonna give you also the over and I'm, I'm gonna go out on the limb i i have long said that 2020 is the year and damn it i'm gonna say it again i think they won 11 games this year so good for
1: you woohoo yeah it'll be fun like if this. they
0: do and, and let me tell you what for those of you that saw the tampa bay lightning celebration from darien it was <laughs> who that was a party by myself this one will be certainly a bigger party hopefully not by
1: myself you <laughs> was going to say you'll still be a limited capacity somewhere yeah
0: yeah um all right last one this one i threw in there because it's stressful and fun number of games 9.5 so that would include a bull game Do you think Penn State will play a full season this year, basically, and a bowl game with everything that's going on?
1: If they don't, it's not going to be their fault. It will be out of their control. It will be another team that costs them a game. Um, Yeah, this is optimistic Steve, right? So I might as well be in. Sure, over 9.5.
0: I have wrestled with this all day. When I was first thinking about, you know, what questions I was going to ask you, I I really was – Right now, as of seven twenty on October twenty second, I'm gonna tell you over. But like, give me a week. Maybe we should like check back like next week or something on this because I.
1: Oh, we you had that mid season report, man. If you're gonna. Yeah, there we go. Times, That's right, what there. The we'll, there we report, go. We'll, so. we'll
0: save that for the mid season report. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm anxious about that one.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll. I don't think. I don't think it'll be because of them. I mean, I, I do think for all the stuff that they prattle on about how they control everything and worry about everything, I think that's true. I think they're gonna do good with the testing. I think it'll be some other team that screws up or just the college football playoff not happening because everything goes south or something like that.
0: I agree. I I think that's, yeah. I I mean, and hopefully by the end of this, and I don't think it will be as publicly available, but hopefully by toward the end of the season, we'll have some form of a vaccine. Um, So maybe that will help things out a little bit. All right. That's enough for football for right now. Do you agree? Are you good with football talk for now? I'm, yeah, I think I'm, we're going to hockey, right? All right, we're going to hockey next. Um, so Doc Emmerich, the voice of hockey in America for literally my entire life. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna rephrase that. For most of my lifetime, because there were also the, the ESPN Gary Thorne years. Mm-hmm. Retired this week. And I was pretty, like, at first I was, like, not surprised, but I, I was pretty, pretty bummed out like then then he posted his uh he posted his little essay video and i don't know if you watched it but there was some uh, dust in the room or something i was
1: yeah yeah he's i was a little surprised i i think being able to do his job from home probably let him realize what home was like and what the travel wasn't wasn't like and maybe some stuff that he was missing i think and, and when i texted i think i texted you and said you know you know why do we get to call people like that doc like okay, yeah, he had a PhD or, you know, the honorable degree, and that's where it came from, honorary degree, and that's where it came from. I've talked to him maybe twice for stories through the years, but I don't don't know him from Adam. But the thing about broadcasters is it's a personal relationship. They're bringing you something you want. You're getting to hear them. You're getting to hear their emotion. You're getting to hear their expertise. You know, we did did like 3,700-some games, right? You know, 22 cup finals, you know, 45 game sevens. Like, he was the voice of hockey, but... He wasn't a big timer. Like he just felt so next door, so honest, but yet so authoritative that he was just and he was welcoming to the sport. I'm not a big hockey fan, but whenever I heard him doing a game, I didn't feel as if I wasn't part of the club, and that's a big thing for I think for, for an announcer. And I think he did that well. Plus, he served the hardcore fans well. I just I think he's exceptional at what he does.
0: I think for me. You know as a very big hockey fan that watches hockey and had doc on pretty much every wednesday night in the house and at least and that you know and that's during the regular season i think there's just something different about doc in that he you know al michaels is is a great announcer um jim nance is a great announcer but nobody can set a scene or set the temperature quite like doc can maybe vin scully um but there's just there's there's such a relaxation to his voice mm-hmm. and yet it's the most chaotic sport in all of the world going on and he, he can sit down and i mean it's amazing how you know for for how old he is like how sharp he is at it um, and i think that's something that i'm going to miss about him and, and just the way he did things and i think the other thing for me was Were the little things that would happen during during a broadcast. Normally I feel like, you know, I I feel like some announcers are so focused on the game, so head down, head, you know, right on the game, not talking about anything else. But but occasionally Doc would sneak in a Pirates reference in there and it would just, it would make you chuckle. Like I, I was watching one of the Lightning games this year and he was talking about the Pirates and they got no hit the night, it was the night after they got no hit and Eddie O gave him a joke about it and kind of like lost his like it was a funny moment because he like almost lost his mind like laughing about how bad the pirates are which as we're both I believe you're a pirates fan correct
1: that much as can be.
0: unfortunately um yeah I, I am too and i think that just that connection that bond that we have really helped but then there are things like the birthdays or where, where he would tell a story you know about kind of the old-time hockey and you know, that's not something that necessarily I care about that much, but the way he would tell those stories was so engaging and so fun that it made you just pause, focus on what he was saying, and it, it would almost make you forget about the game without forgetting about the game. Like you were still in the moment, but it was like, by the way, here's this story and it, it, it made you relaxed. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna miss Doc. I'm really interested to see who they pick as as his replacement. Um I think Kenny Albert is great, but I really hope it is John Forslund, even though John Forslund has been rumored to take over the Lightning job because Rick Peckham is reti- also retiring this year. Um, and so I'm interested to see what happens there. There are certainly other names out there that I think, but I think John Forslund, for my money, is is A number one. I, I think Kenny Albert is good. I think he's great. But I also don't want him to be locked into an NHL contract, and we lose him on the football side of life because I think he's a great football announcer as well. Um, so I don't know. Do you have any thoughts there?
1: I think it'll probably be Kenny, um, you know, good and for good or bad. And, and, I, and I just think Doc had a authenticity and a comfort level that so few top-level broadcasters do. Like, I, I, I you know, I, I like I'm Al Michaels and he's okay, but it's always like he has to show you and tell you, yeah, I did the betting lines reference. You know, that's yeah. kind of his inside thing, you know, thumb in his nose at whatever. Doc didn't do that kind of stuff. Doc told you a story about birthdays. Doc told you, I don't know, just it just felt like it was comfortable to be with him. And you weren't like with the smartest kid in the class or like you weren't with the guy who thought he was the smartest kid in the class, but he was the smartest kid in the class. Right. And, and, and I think that'll be missed. And that's a rarity among top play by play guys in any sport at any network.
0: I agree. I agree. I like I said, I will I will definitely miss Doc. I think there is just, and there, you know, as it goes back to the the warmth of his voice, it is very much like when you switch beers, dr- what beers you're drinking in the summer versus winter, or you know the the types of food you eat. That it's it's just kind of a part of the fall and winter experience for me. Um, and then of course you know, obviously into the summer with the playoffs, usually. Although this year it went all over the place. All right, from from the ice back to back to the grass let's talk about mr gus johnson this is you had this idea so i'm i'm going to let you lead this conversation you're the one who emailed me
1: i think actually the 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 doc stuff transitions from me to this perfectly because doc is understated just does his job for gus it's all i mean gus's reputation was built on the nca tournament right he was he was the guy calling buzzer beater games at the end of the nca tournament and games maybe you didn't see and you wish your team had gus johnson covering them and there was kind of that. That underground swelling well Gus needs to get a better job Gus needs to get more opportunities, and I think he deserves it, and and this is the part first why I apologize to Jonathan voma last week because I, I doubt he was listening, but the reference of of game yelled and screamed that a game was over was actually Vilma did somewhat something similar but that was actually Gus Johnson on Oklahoma Texas the Saturday two weeks ago he declared the game over in the middle of the third quarter when somebody was up by 19 points football that to me doesn't lend itself to that there's a lot of time left there's a lot of I don't need a nickname for every play I don't need JK Dobbins when he's running over Penn State and even if he's not running over Penn State to hear JK all the way uh, the Texas kicker, whatever his name is, Flicker the Kicker, whatever else. There's a nickname for everything. I think he's talented. I think Gus is talented. I just, it's just so over the top for me that I sometimes feel I'm missing some nut- nuts and bolts things on the way to entertainment. And I don't necessarily need to be entertained. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want the broadcast guy to detract from anything from when I'm, watching when I'm watching my games. So, I mean, I, I'm just not as fully in that corner of Gus is the greatest... At whatever as some other people are because of the over-the-top nature of what happens sometimes and maybe I, that's nitpicking i don't know
0: i think he i think this chick got old i think that is what it's been for me five years ago if we were having this conversation i would tell you that gus is great i love gus i think it's, it's funny i think what he does is, is good it's over it's over the top but he does it the best of being the over, over the top that gets it's old after a while, and especially, you know, with so many different options of ways to watch games or games to watch, you know, or simply turning the TV off and listening to the radio side or the sound off on the TV, I guess you should say, and listening to the radio side of things. I, I agree with you about the, the, the nicknames. I think that's something that is weird. I mean, of course, the famous one is when he called Trace the Wizard of Camelot and nobody had called Trace all season long. The Wizard of Camelot, like, everybody that was watching that game, even though the entire, I swear, the entire state of Pennsylvania was there, was like, what are you talking about? Like, who? What? This is not what we know. I I think that there is definitely some merit to the fact that, I I don't know, I just think there's, I do think, like, sometimes you can lose your mind and kind of be, I don't want to say sensational, but... I guess, going back over the top. And I think he, when he does it, he does it right. But when he does it too much, it's too much. And it just needs to, like, slow down. Um, you hit on it there, though. I, I do want to talk about it. I feel like this has gone away. This used to be a big thing on Twitter. The Law of Gus. Do you remember the Law of Gus?
1: A little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen pieces of it. I,
0: I don't think, like, I think Gus, like, lost that magic. Like, I'm wondering who that, like, shifted to. But, you know... For those of you that don't remember, basically there was the law of Gus. Anytime Gus was doing a game, that game was going to be bonkers in in some way, shape, or form. And I, I don't know. I just. I don't and know. I think he
1: tries to sell. I think he. I think he believes that, and I think he encouraged it. You know, there's. You know, this I agree. is yeah. Fox. Yeah. Big Twelve. I mean, there's just that sale of stuff to to make it exciting. And I want my sports to be exciting. Like I, I want to be entertained. I want to be engaged. I'm probably going to bitch about something with the officials or yell about something, but it just seems like it's so hard. It is just, I mean, it is, I think it is a shtick. And that's the, that's the challenge. I don't know what's authentic or not. And, and as a, as a viewer, that's all I have. Cause I, I don't know that the ads I see on the TV are real, right? With the way ads change now, or even the signs, the stadium this year, the sound from the crowd, all that stuff's going to be fake, not real. So I would like the person, people who are bringing me the games to be real. And I think that's my challenge a little bit there with him. That's it. Joel Klatt's growing on me. Like, I like him much better than I did a couple years ago. Um, But, I mean, Gus is fine. He's just not the guy I want to hear calling my big game.
0: Yeah. Um, Real quickly. Do we like Fox as a college football broadcaster? I feel like they're still... Like, they still feel new to me in all of this. And uh, I feel like it's all right. Like, that bit deal has been in for a while now. But it still feels weird. And I think here's why I don't like them. They have ruined the mystique of night games by taking a lot of games and putting them at noon. <laughs> and I understand how the TV contracts work to a degree, and I understand all that. But I just don't like the big noon game. Like, I... like. There's only there should be only be one big noon game that gets taken away, or that is the big noon game, and that is the Ohio State Michigan game, and that's the only game that I am okay with not being at night. Not so, I wish every game was at night, but you know.
1: So that's like so I'm I'm gonna talk out of both sides of my mouth here on this. Like no, I don't. I still don't really respect or trust Fox. They're not the voice of college football for me. Game day is my show. Big noon right. kickoff is not my show. Yeah. At the same time. There's one thing that folks that I tailgate with, live with, and love with college football know, and that's, I like about one night game a year, but if you can give me noon cook that means my day's over sooner, especially at home. Man, because we're going to tailgate at 5.30 in the morning, whether the game starts at 8 o'clock at night or noon. So if I start at 5.30 for a noon game, I'm at least home by the end of the day. So I'm a big fan of noon games, and I always lose that battle. Um, so I, I
0: wish that every Penn State game was actually at 3.30, because... In the summer, that's fine because you get a cool. You know, the early games you get a, a a good day. In the fall, you get a nice fall day, and then at the end of the season, you get that like second half night game basically feel.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, no, I, that's a noon. Noon games are big for me, but yeah, at Fox is just is not. I don't know. There's uh, just like I just don't they don't feel authentic yet. They feel yeah, like they're still showing. Like,
0: right. And they haven't really. I can't there's think all of, all of like Fox a,
1: guests in the future, by the way.
0: Yeah, there. <laughs> i feel like they haven't had a game like like even like btn the first weekend what do you think of you think of that first ever michigan appalachian mm-hmm. state game like that and now for the rest of the time you will think about that game being on btn cannot tell you how many games i think of penn state being on abc like i rem- visually viv- vividly remember them being on abc but like with fox it's like meh I don't know, like there's not really been like that signature game. Maybe they'll have it this year. I guess to a degree some of the Big Ten championships, but even then still like eh.
1: Yeah, I think that was just fine They're a different channel to watch it on. Honestly, realistically. Yeah. It's just a different channel with backup announcers. I mean it's still for the, the, the legacy and legitimacy of college football for me rests with ABC and ESPN. It just does. You know, I, and I think casual fans who go by Um, And hear hear voices on the screen. Even though, again, we've talked before, I think people are watching the matchup and not the announcers. When they hear, you know, Herb Street and Fowler now, they know it's a big game. You know, I will say,
0: and we we shouldn't not include them. I do think CBS does an incredible job. Like I think their game broadcast is always perfect. I mean, but part of that is really they only have one, or sometimes two games. I think, but it's really only usually one. And now it's usually a very important SEC game. Or it is the Army-Navy game, which every year they knock out of the park. Um, but I, even those games, like I, I feel cozy with those games. I don't feel cozy with the Fox games. And I think, no, that, I think, I
1: think yeah, that's, I that's an important
0: word. factor with, with college football for some reason.
1: That's a great word. And CBS does a wonderful job.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, got a little bit of time left. Um, this week on Old Guy, Young Guy, I think that's what we're going to call this segment until cool. we get a sponsor for it. Um, If you got a sponsor out there Yeah, hey, give us a sponsor
1: And one one pitch for the podcast If you've made it this far We have a cool, at least I think it was a cool Jingle slash theme song And I have reached out to a bunch of people to record this And and I'm going to tell you, we got the rights from like a Hollywood Type person to record this thing It's it's a big deal, but I'm not getting anybody To bite on singing it, so if you know anybody That can sing out there in, in podcast world And you're interested in singing a podcast theme song I think it'd be fun, and I think people would be singing In their heads is all I'm saying, so reach out and let us know
0: text us just text us that's all all right so i wanted to talk about one thing that i I think is interesting how i consume sports versus how maybe you consume sports or at least people your age consume sports so i will not buy so we we when we moved into this house we didn't have cable because there were no sports going on because of covid and I debated and went back and forth and was like, maybe we should do the whole cut the cord thing. Like, is it time? And a big reason why I didn't do it was because two things. One, every time the Steelers or Penn State scores, I get a notification or, or sent to my phone, and I don't want those notifications coming coming in before the score happened. I see the score happen. Two, I watch games with my tweet deck pretty much always open. Do, do you do that? Like, do, what, how do you watch a game? Like, do you, do you just kind of like are watching the game and that's it? And, or do uh, you do the whole second screen experience?
1: No, I have a, I, my second screen is my phone um, and I will usually have Twitter up. Um, it depends on who we're watching with. Um, if it's me and my wife and it's a Steelers game, she's so invested in the Steelers, I could probably be having a party in, in the same room and she wouldn't notice because she's focused on the game, which is great. Um, She's the best sports, best football fan I know. Um, Like if I'm tweeting at a game about like and it'll usually be about the announcers. I mean, it'll usually be about the broadcast and the replay official or whatever else and tagging them and and just thinking they're doing something good or something bad. So there's usually a second screen. It's usually my phone Um, and it's usually just Twitter.
0: but you admit you're like in the minority of people your age that do that, right? Like I, I don't, like my mom doesn't really do that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree? think so. I think people just watch. I think people for the most part watch or they're texting friends if they do have a phone up. But yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I, No, I think the second screen experience probably breaks at, you know, maybe age 40, you know, maybe under yeah. that, maybe 35 and lower. Um, and even then, I, I think it could be a better experience. Broadcasters, I don't believe, encourage it enough. I think the score bugs, which we'll talk about at some point with, with your affinity for them and everything else. I think there should be a hashtag and, and a and a Twitter handle on every score bug all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I know I want to complain about the game or talk about who's playing, is it hashtag Buffalo at Pitt? Right. Like that, I can do that, and that will be you know all together. And I think they're missing an opportunity there to encourage a second screen experience and maybe sponsor it or do whatever else by not telling people what to tweet at. You know, because you know I think things would trend more often. If, if people were all going to the same place to share what they think,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, I want you to put on your memory cap or whatever it's called. How did you watch games when when you were my age? Like, like how hard was it fi- to find like a Steelers game or or to find a West Coast Pac twelve game? Like, what was that like? Tell me, Grandpa.
1: Tell me, Grandpa. Well, the Steelers games—I've never been out of Steelers territory. Okay, so you're good <laughs> that, there. That yeah. was that was probably. What about
0: the rest of the NFL though? Like. I mean, Monday well, Night Football was it, right? Like,
1: that was like... Monday much Night Football was it. Well, it went Monday Night Football with Howard Cosell in the 70s and early 80s, giving you the, like, the halftime highlights. And then it was game day. That's why Boomer and, and um, geez, ESPN's the, the, the scoreboard show on Sunday nights. Oh, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's why that was such a big show. Like, that was how they got into the NFL. They bought the rights to be able to do that. So that's when it switched there in probably the mid-80s to them doing highlights. But at the same time, even now, even though I think our YouTube TV, I can get red zone, I'm not really interested in red zone. I got one team I got to worry about on Sundays, and that's the Steelers. You know, realistically, they'll break in and tell me, or I'll see a crawl on the bottom of the screen, and I'll be like, oh, look, that team scored. You know, because Grandpa doesn't want to see everybody else score, Grandpa wants to see his team score, and he wants to know how the backup guard did. Like, he wants to know, oh, Steph was pours his Peck the first, Torres Peck the second mm-hmm. game of this first game of the season. Now I'm down two guards. Like, and I saw all that happen because I was watching my game. So I don't consume Red Zone. I do do a second screen. And before that, it was ESPN's wrap-up. And yeah, in the old days, like Howard Cosell like probably would have been middle school to early high school with me with the Monday Night Highlights when you had like two and a half minutes or so for the whole league. And that that's was wild. it. That's all you got. Like I mean, it, it's hard to believe that you couldn't access that information, but you, you just couldn't.
0: Yeah, that's – I mean, that is quite – Different than how we have it. I can
1: because you now I, you're gonna pull up. You're gonna pull up your phone. You're gonna to go to the team on Twitter and see the highlight that they're posting yep. as it I happens, know. right?
0: And let's just say I, I know that there are ways to watch other uh, other games without having certain packages required. I um, know we'll,
1: we'll oh, that's the part, part that I see. That's the part that I don't get. All the young, all you youngins say that I don't get that part. So okay, I like, when
0: you so until I was 22, I I lived in the Steelers market. But then once I moved out of the Steelers market like Wednesdays are a very stressful day for me because that's when the coverage maps come out and I check. I'm like, yes, we don't have to stream like this weekend with the the Steelers playing the Titans. I don't have to stream that game. So then I'm not behind so that my mom doesn't ruin it because she doesn't understand (laughs) that I'm behind. Like, so like I had to like call her and like, I'd be like, mom, you can't text me like this happened. Like you have to wait, like be like, wait until I text you. If
1: something's important,
0: I will text you because I will be excited about it as well. Just give me like two minutes. That's how the feed works.
1: Well, even eight, we were in DC for three years, like six or eight years ago, and I bought, and this is really old school, but that's what the NFL, what I could buy inexpensively and seemed reasonable was we bought the, the radio rights, right? So I could listen, I could stream the radio rights and listen to the game with, with Hillgrove and Tunch and all those guys. Right. And that's how I did it. Rather than, you know, if the freaking Ravens were on and I couldn't see the game, then we would just turn on a laptop and sit at the table. And maybe I was doing some work and then listening to the game in the background.
0: Yeah. No, so, I, I will, I, it stresses me out. It's, it's, it's,
1: that's it why we haven't moved out. out of Steelers territory. Sorry. Like, even if a job would come up, we weren't moving out. You anymore. know,
0: that's smart. Like, I had never thought about that. I need to reconsider that in my life. All right. This has been episode two. Of the stuff, that re- we've covered everything, right? Right? Oh
1: yeah, let's re- leave, let's leave okay. them warning. I'm sure. Okay, let's to leave them more, wanting. Leave them yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: yes. Um, we are now available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. I submitted it for Amazon. I don't know how long that will take. Hopefully, we're there too. Um, please give us some feedback. Some of you have. We do actually appreciate it, um, and we will. We have hopefully in the course of this ep- episode corrected those or changed those or or in, and continued upon those. Um, so please give us some feedback. Um, be sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, my Twitter handle is very easy to remember. It's literally the name of the show, minus the with Steve part. Steve, what's your Twitter handle if you
1: want it to get is that Steve Sampson. So tweet Pretty at and tell me what you think. Can't miss it. And again, if you know somebody that can sing, I'm telling you, the theme song is, is money. It's we Bob. To, we just need to find, oh, okay, so there we go. We got money, okay. we got Bob, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it will be something that's ringing in your head repeatedly if we can get somebody to do it. So if you know somebody, let us know.
0: It's, it's going to be a chart topper. All right. This has been the stuff. Summer says podcast with Steve. Thank you. Bye.